Hello and welcome to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Don Hibbert. And I'm Courtney Bronze. And each week we bring you conservation topics and events from around the endless mountains. Well, as we approach Thanksgiving and food becomes our entertainment for what seems like months, you know, there's Thanksgiving and the Christmas parties and Christmas and New Year's, Super Bowl, Valentine's Day. So all these days we set aside to gather and celebrate something and we eat. Uh, well, let's find something to do as families besides eat. Uh, and today we're doing just that. We're going to talk about a great activity to get you outdoors and maybe find some hidden treasure of sorts. And the hobby we're talking about is called geocaching. So let's first of all talk about what it is. Yeah, so geocaching involves the use of a GPS or even your smartphone nowadays um, with the geocaching app. And what you do is navigate and locate hidden containers called geocaches. So I guess to start talking about it, we'll go back to kind of where it all began. So Oregon's Mount Hood territory is the home of geocaching. And back in May of 2000, the U.S. government flipped the switch on selective availability. So this means that GPSs became a lot more accurate. So 24 satellites around the world were upgraded and GPS receivers around the world were suddenly much more accurate. And this was awesome news for GPS enthusiasts, you know, anyone that loved to navigate. Yeah, so Dave Ulmer, he was a computer consultant. He really wanted to test the accuracy when he hid the world's first geocache in the woods. He had some instructions that finders take some stuff and leave some stuff. And little did he know that he was creating a new worldwide hobby. So Ulmer left a logbook and a pencil and some various prize items such as videos, books, software, even a slingshot. And he shared the waypoint of the stash with the online community. So fast forward a couple days, two different people had read what Omer's stash was online, found it and recorded their experiences. And throughout the next few weeks, many others began hiding their own stashes. So in the early days, uh, people referred to this activity as the GPS stash hunt, but later the game became known as geocaching. The prefix geo was used to describe the global nature of the game, and cache refers to the place where people temporarily hide things. So for the first few months, geocaching was confined to existing experienced GPS users. So, you know, people who had a lot of experience navigating and using it for other outdoor activities, maybe hiking or backpacking, things like that. So there was a web developer by the name of Jeremy Irish, and after he experienced the thrill of his first cache, he actually developed the geocaching.com website. And when the website was first launched, there were only about 75 geocaches. And word started to get around. Um, a lot of news outlets did stories on the new activity. It was online, it was on TV. And now today, because of that, there's over 3 million geocaches hidden all around the world. And they come in all different shapes, sizes, and difficulties. There's also different types of geocaches just beyond the traditional finds. So, for example, there are puzzle geocaches or mystery geocaches that require you to solve a puzzle to reveal the coordinates. There's also multi-caches that are staged at various locations. So, you'll find the first one and then a clue in that box will lead you to the next and so on. It's really a great family activity, but it's also a great activity for anyone who loves to spend time outdoors. 
Yeah, so maybe you're wondering how to get started. Uh, and so it's pretty simple to get started. All you have to do is create a free account at geocaching.com. Uh, that's the online source for, you know, all things geocaching. So um, you can also download the geocaching app if you have a smartphone. And once you have the app, you can find coordinates of the geocache, head outside and look for it. Uh, many times geocaches can be found fairly close to your house, surprisingly enough, in local parks or community parks, uh, even throughout your local town. Once you find the cache, you sign a logbook, take a prize, leave a prize, and put the geocache back where you found it. Uh, you can also log your finds in the geocaching app to keep track of everything that you found. And there's just a few essentials you'll want to bring along on your geocaching adventures. So you're going to want a pencil for taking notes and signing the log when you find the box. A lot of times there's a pencil already in them, but it's good to have one just in case. And you're also going to want your phone or another GPS tracking device. And then, of course, inexpensive treasures to leave in the box. So once you take a prize out, make sure that you replace it with something of equal or greater value. That's really all you need. And if you're going with kids, um, you probably want to try and keep things less complicated. So the geocache website will usually give you an idea about the level of difficulty of the particular cache you're going to hunt for. And just a couple of final notes, maybe you're interested at this point. Uh, and good news, there's some local groups available uh, to help you, you know, introduce you to the sport is, and kind of give you a better idea uh, of what you're doing, where you're going. And uh, the first group we wanted to mention was Northeast PA Geocachers. And it's a Facebook group if you're on Facebook. Um, and it's just a community of people right here in Northeast Pennsylvania who want to share their love of geocaching. And the second group that we know about, and there's maybe more, uh, but the Tri-State Geocachers. And as the name suggests, there's a larger group of members and it's formed from states of New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. And they get together, find geocaches in the area. They also have a Facebook group if you'd like to look them up as well. All right, well, hopefully that introduced you to uh, a, you know, a brand new hobby, something to get outside and do. Um, have you ever done it yourself? I've done it a little bit in college. We had an outdoor recreation class um, at Penn State Dubois, and we went, I think, once during that, and then I think I went like a couple times on my own after that. But. Sounds fun. I've never done it myself. Um, just as we do sometimes, you know, we get home. We also work from home on the radio show. Uh, I had the computer open last night, and my son happened to look at what I was doing, and he read some of the radio show, and he's like, what is this? And so I told him a little bit about it. He was super interested, so he's like, that sounds fun. So it's a, a good way to get kids outside and get yourself outside, enjoy nature, and discover something new yeah definitely so um we do have a couple updates for hikers yep so as a heads up to hikers the woodburn preserve trails will be closed to visitors from november 27th through december 11th and this is to assist with managing the forest and deer herd so a local hunt club will be active on the property during this time and also we wanted to mention that if you're on state game lands and not hunting from November 15th to December 15th, you are required by law to wear a minimum of 250 inches of blaze orange on your head, chest, and back combined. 
and this is because of the black bear and deer rifle seasons. All right, now a couple events we got lined up for you. Um, this Friday, November 19th, which is tomorrow, Salt Springs State Park will be hosting a full moon hike. They'll invite you to come out and explore the park by the light of the moon. And uh, they ask that you bring a snack to share around the campfire after the hike. The fee is $5 per person, $15 for families, or free for members. Also tomorrow, Lackawanna State Park will be holding an event called Just a Walk in the Park. And they invite you to kick off the weekend by stretching out your legs with an easy evening walk in the park. So you can tag along for a lap around the day use area, walking the paved road and sidewalks, and enjoy the sun setting on Northeast PA. Be sure to dress for the weather, bring a flashlight just in case, and wear proper footwear. So they'll be meeting at Lot 1 in the day use area at 4.30 on Friday, November 19th, tomorrow, and there's no cost associated with the event. Okay, so we wanted to mention again, the past couple weeks, uh, we've been planning a question and answer show for December. Uh, if you have any questions or topics that you'd like us to discuss, please let us know. It could be about animals, about soil, about anything conservation related. Um, feel free to contact us at the Conservation District. Uh, give us a call at 570-782-2105, or you can certainly uh, message us by email, uh, write exactly what you want. Our address there is soil at s-u-s-c-o-n-d-i-s-t-r-i-c-t dot org. So that's soil at suscondistrict.org. And I guess that does it for today's show. If you missed a portion of today's show, you can definitely go to our website, www.suscondistrict.org, and you can find our Conservation Corner page with past episodes, links to information about past episodes, and a contact form where you can reach out and you can ask questions or you can make comments about the show. You've been listening to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Courtney Bronze. I'm Don Hibbard saying, enjoy the outdoors.